Ladies and gentlemen, Graffiti Talk Radio. Talk Radio. This is Derek Talley, and I'm with my man Bamba. Bamba Clutch in the building. Yes, sir. I'm right here, man. I'm with my man Fresh. What's up, Fresh? Yo, what's happening, man? I'm chilling. Well, we have a very special guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chicago legend Buck of Psychodrama. Yo, yo, what's happening? What's happening? How y'all doing out there? Man, we're doing great, man. It is great to speak to you, brother, man. I've been a Psychodrama fan for a long time. I mean, I love all your work. As matter of fact, every time I get a chance, I'm always checking to see if you, you guys got something new released out and everything. So, you know, I got all your latest stuff, Nuisance. I love that new Psychodrama side, that LAPD. That's hot, man. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we definitely still out here, man. Still working, still working. Shout out to Side and Nuisance out there. Uh, but yeah, we still working, man. Got a new Psycho Drama album on the way. So we definitely appreciate everybody for supporting us, holding us down since 1994. And, uh, you know, we still at it, though, fam. Thank y'all. All right. So I, I got a couple of questions I want to ask. First of all, how old okay. were you when you first started rapping? Oh man, I started rapping in '85. I was uh, I was like nine years old. My first rap was about the Bears going to the Super Bowl, so it was a, a pep rally inspiration. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, yeah. So '85, 80, man, that's when the, the door opened for me. It is never closed since then. So, so when did you do your your first debut uh, to show off your rapping skills in '85? In Where'd you do it at? Uh, it was actually at our grammar school. We had a pep rally for that Bear Super Bowl uh, week, and uh, I got up there with the help of my brother. Got a little encouragement. Got up there and just spit it, man. You know, <laughs> but uh, yes, it was, yeah, it was like a year or two later. I actually had the chance to professionally record. I was recording with uh, DJ Funk. Um, Y'all might be familiar with DJ Funk. He's the international house DJ, but he's my first producer. So I actually recorded with him first at about 11 years old. So I've been at it forever, man, forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where did you get the name Young Buck? Did it, was that always your rapper name, Young Buck? <laughs> nah, nah, actually, um, I actually... AK from Do or Die he started calling me Young Buck. Um, I, I had a gang of names, man. I, I was Jamming J. I was uh, Ice J. You know, those was the days back there. You either yeah, had yeah. Sweet, sweet Jamming or Ice <laughs> in the middle, beginning of your name. And uh, 
And then yeah, I started yeah. being, I was uh, YAD, which was Young and Dangerous uh, young for and a while. Yeah. yeah, I was YAD for a while. And then AK from Do or Die, I was the shorty running up behind him and below and Nod and all of them. And, you know, I had a, yeah. a baby when I was 14 years old. I was hanging out all night. So he was always see me and go, young bug, what you doing outside? Young bug, what you doing? <laughs> you know, and uh, it just kind of stuck from there. So I started saying it in rhymes and stuff. I uh, put my own little spin on the spelling of it. It was Y-U-N-G-B-U-K. And then, uh, right. yeah, that was it, man. The rest was history. And once we got to Suave House, that's when I dropped the young part and, and just went by B-U-K. That's when I started going by B-U-K at right. Suave House. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, AK from Do or Die, he the reason I got that name, man. Now, uh, I'm hearing that you're the original founder of Do or Die. Well, I'm I'm one of the original members. Um, it's actually AK, B-Lo, uh, and B-Lo's older brother, Shimon, and Nard, and DJ Funk, and, uh, you know, a couple other cats. But yeah, I am an original member of the first wave of DOD, do or die. I'm definitely the youngest, the youngest recruit on the team. That's what's <laughs> up. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Long before the record deals, long before everything, you know, I was the little, the little kid carrying the crates and, uh, you know, crates full of records for DJ Funk and, and uh, spitting them rhymes, walking around with these teenagers, <laughs> you know, uh, as yeah, a yeah. little kid. But yeah, yeah, man, I definitely, tight. I'm from day one. That's right. You know, you're a legend. So that's why I want to ask, how does it feel with you being a part of the, the bigger coalition of the Midwest and simultaneously ended up on the two of the biggest rap labels with Do or Die going to rap a lot and you going to Suave House. Oh, man, it was a blessing. You know, um, we had always been big fans of music in general, so we were already fans of Suave House and rap a lot, and um, it just happened like that. Um, you know, we, we originally went to rap a lot, too, even before Do or Die signed, and we were going to sign as well to rap a lot. Wow. It was a Damn. few business things that happened where it prevented us us three from signing. So Do or Die actually went forward and uh, did the deal. And um, our stars end up aligning anyway uh, a few years later right about that Suave House. So we all ended up back in Texas anyway. Uh, but, yeah, yeah man, we, we, we stayed family, and uh, we we always been close to rap a lot, even when we were over there at Suave House. You know, we hung out with the guys over there regularly because, you know, our family was already over there. Plus, we had been there before. So, it's nothing but love for all them cats down there in the H, man. Lil' J, Red, uh, Mike Dean, you know, Joe, Beto, all of them cats down there. They showed us much love. Much love, that's definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Now, who was in the... Um, Drum Award, and uh, who? when did the Drum Award start, and who's a part of it? Well, the Drum Award, you know, it's a collective of, like, psychodrama, triple darkness, the snipers, the flick. You know, it's just our extended family. But um, actually, Side in my group, he was the one that thought of the, the term 
Drama Award. It was kind of like an extension of our crew from Psychodrama. Uh, and then it just kind of took on a life of its own. And uh, we really affiliate everybody outside of Psychodrama and Triple Darkness. If you family, you Drama Award. So we got Drama Award family everywhere, man. Uh, you know, down South, Ball and G, UGK, uh, everybody, man. So everybody outside of Psychodrama, Triple Darkness, our main team, the Crooks, um, you know, my girl Zay, Samuel, um, you know, we got a real tight-knit crew, but everybody else, too, the Flit, Snipers, Quelo, you know, all our little home team right there on the west side of Chicago. It kind of started there, but it's, like, worldwide now. So y'all in the drum war. Y'all our drum war family now, too. So uh, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's how it goes, man. So tell us about the Max crew. Oh, man. Well, that's really where it all started. You know, back in the day, we used to all hang out together. And uh, my partner, Color One, and uh, Mr. Rick, they had an airbrush shop out west. And uh, the crew is, is staying for – can I curse on this radio show? Yeah, yeah, it stands for uh, M-A-T-S. It was mastered all of that shit. So it was just a collective of uh, – you know, all of these different artists that do all of these different things. It also means multi-talented artistic specialists. Uh, but, but we, you know, we, we, it's just a crew of us. It was, this was Quelo, Psychodrama, Do It Die, Twister, uh, the whole Speed Knob Mops, all of us, we were all hanging out every day. And, uh, wow. you know, before the drama war, you know, so you take all of our crew, take all the Twisters crew, all of the Flick crew, all of everybody crew, and that's the match crew. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's even bigger. Just another extension of everybody's external crew, you feel me? But, yeah, we, we family, yeah. man. Match crew still thick. My dog, Crime. My man, Joaquin, rest in peace. But, yeah, we, we run real deep, man, when you talking about that match crew. That's the day one, day one, before everybody had anything going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. yep. when I lived in Chicago, I used to buy all all the uh, Sox Park mob, Murdertown mob, and all the underground. Um, they had booths that were set up in the mall that sold nothing but underground music. You know what I'm saying? And if you, you took that for granted, you know, because a lot of that stuff, is, you can't get it no more. Yeah, you know, but I, yeah, I, I miss those days, man. So, um, yeah. how did you make the decision yeah. to go to Suave House over all the other labels that wanted to sign you? Well, it kind of um, we we had to connect a lady named Wendy Day. She's uh, yeah, like yeah. a rap a rap enthusiast. Y'all might have heard of her. She's like yeah, one of, the, one of our Day, mentors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She's a, a brilliant lady. She she was a connect, and she had some ties down there too. Draper and a few of those guys, and he had been uh, coming through Chicago through like George's Music Room, Flame James, and you know Fletcher's and all of that for a few years, and he had been hearing about us. So it was just a uh, you know word of mouth, a few phone calls, and we ended up just flying down there for a meeting with him, and uh, you know it just went well, man, and we meshed real well, and and ended up just rocking out with him. From that point, but it was definitely Wendy Day that put the jumper cables on there. Wendy Day and my dog Crime made that happen. Made that happen for us. Yeah, that's man. what's up. 
That's what's yeah. up. Now, what was your impression of Tony Draper? Oh, man, I love him, man. That's, that's, that's my dog, man. He's one of the smartest cats out here. He laid the foundation before a lot of cats had the opportunity to to do it like that on the independent side. And he, he, he is, uh, you know, he is, he, he'll always remain to be one of the OGs. He's underrated, very underrated, but he's one of the smartest cats you could ever run into, man. Very, very cool, humble, smart, down to earth cat, man. And, um, he showed that right away and we, we, we just clicked. We just clicked automatically. He a down dude. He a down dude. Shut up. Yeah. So, so what was the atmosphere like there at Swap House? Oh, it was just family, man. It was it was family, and uh, you know, as soon as we come around, you you, you see uh, a ball and JG out in the yard barbecuing, cats over here playing ball, and uh, T Mix is you know, cats got you know the the doors open, got the beats banging. It, it was you know, kids running around, cats just having a good time, but but you know. No nonsense, man. Everybody about the music, um, you know, they just show love, man, every which way. So they opened us, they opened arms, showed, welcomed us with open arms, man, and, and and we were we were stuck, we were stuck. But it was definitely a family vibe, a, a real good family vibe. No uptight, no 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 big eye, little you, none of that, man. Everybody was down to earth. It was no superstar nothing you know what i mean you walk yeah. in the house into the studio one day and red man is sitting there chilling watching yeah. TV, you know what I'm and yeah. now, you know the next day you see uh pimp c out out front you know chilling by wow. the mailbox it was like that it was just a vibe of music and love and uh you know them texas cats just do it like that man they always been some real respectful down-to-earth dudes so so they showed us nothing but love when we came down there. Well, that's great because, you know, I noticed they, you know, a lot of the people stick together there. Just like in Chicago, a lot of us stick together, you know, we make this money together. That's what it's about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have any unreleased music that we haven't heard? Yeah. But uh, as far as the unreleased music, man, we got a gang of stuff, you know, um, that we've been sitting on. Some of the stuff don't need to see the light of day. <laughs> and uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff we rework and uh, things like that. But yeah, man, we 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 got a bunch of a bunch of ideas that never seen a lot of day. But it, they gonna get their chance. They gonna get their chance. I'm the I'm the king of uh, nothing spoils over here. There is no unreleased idea, you know. So right. whether whether I made it ten years ago or about to make it five years from now, it's definitely gonna be heard by the public. Definitely. Well, you know, there's certain there's certain songs that never have an expiration date, and I'm thinking about the message by uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That's yeah. A song like that, you know, you can play it, and you would think it was if you never heard it before, you would think it was created this year. That's how alive yeah. it is. I feel the same way about Magic. I feel the same way about many of the hits that I get from Psycho Drummer, man. You guys are live, so hey, you got support, man. When you get ready to release uh, some music, you just let me know. I'll blast it all over the internet for you. Oh, man, I definitely appreciate that, man. And I, I do agree. Great music is timeless, you know. Uh, we had no idea that you know, that little bitty song would still be around and be the catalyst for so many great moments in, in our uh, career as well as other people too. But I definitely appreciate people like y'all, man, for keeping us alive 
and keeping us uh, confident to keep going. So definitely, God bless to you, brothers over there. Righteous, righteous. Right. You know, so in your eyes, how has the craft changed over time? Man, um, you know, I think nowadays it's so much, um, so much of the red tape is is not there no more. Um, I don't think cats, you know, really put time into writing and creating uh, anymore. I, you know, definitely it's plain to see how cats are pushing towards singles more than albums, uh, you know, complete bodies of work. That's what we were all about back in the day. You know, I, I not only wanted you to know I was cold on the rhyme, but I wanted you to see that I could put together this full body of work, you know. So that was the focus back then. And compared to now, it's more about, you know, these microwaved type of uh, careers, just real quick and, and, you know, they in and out, you know, it ain't really too much yeah. substance to it. You know, some of the, some of that stuff, you know, like I say, I, 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 I like some of it, but, but some of it is just, you know, obviously just a byproduct of people not taking their time and really appreciating the music, you know, like cats don't look at credits. They don't care who produced it or who did the artwork or where were you when you wrote that verse or, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of the love and the the, the pure interest of the, the creative process is missing now. Everything is, you know, um, you know, the digital aspect, um, by things not being tangible no more, uh, the digital aspect kind of dehumanized really, uh, us as artists. And, you know, a lot of the cats who never came from that generation, they don't know how much that, how much value that physical aspect added to you liking an artist, you liking a song, you participating, the music industry growing, things like that. You know, we had in stores and, you know, um, meeting greets and things like that, you know, and nowadays cats are, are, you know, they have a favorite artist who they have never physically held a CD in their hand to look at those names and, and, and those numbers and things like that. So I, I think it's just the, the whole uh, physical aspect has, has taken uh, a lot away from the craft itself and it's given license to a lot of people to just throw that shit in the microwave and put it on the paper plate for the people to listen to. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you know, that's why I, I make it my business. I'm still cooking in the oven over in this motherfucker. I don't. I, I ain't playing no game. <laughs> every, every 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 verse is gonna be scalding hot. You know what I'm saying? That's the vibe that we keep as a team over here. We you know we we can blend in, but we're not finna change and and. Uh, you know, just just be what everybody else is is trying to be. We're, just, we're gonna keep it. We're going to do what the job description say. It's about rapping, you know. I hate to see cats get up there and say, I ain't no rapper, you know. You know what I'm saying? And you just, you in this lane, but you're saying, you know, how much that, you know, you, you're trying to front like it's a bad thing to be a rapper. But that's the exact job description, man. I want to hear your style. I want to hear 
you know, you flip some words. I want to hear you, you know, use these nouns and adjectives in a in a crazy way against this beat. I want to hear the inflection. I want to hear your your timing, your breath control. You know what I mean? It's it's an art. Yeah. It's an art. It's a sport. You know what I mean? And uh, that that's why I, that's why I'm at man. I, I keep it just like that. I'm shooting a thousand free throws every night in this motherfucking studio. I ain't playing with these kids right. out here. Oh, man, I definitely would say study the business of it. Um, You know, I was fortunate enough to I have a degree in music business, audio production. I mean, I went to the uh, Minnesota School of Business and I, I just brushed up on a lot of things that I knew. Um, even after being in the in the game for so long, I found so much value in learning small business management and, and, and publishing and accounting and, uh, you know, things like that just to apply to it because it's a real business. You know, it's fun, yeah. uh, you know, but I don't think um, a lot of artists even consider the business aspect of it. So if any artists out there on the come up right now, uh, in the sound of my voice, man, definitely, uh, first love what you're doing, you know, fall in love with the music itself. And then don't, don't be afraid to do some business because that's, that's how you, you know, you truly get what you worth and you truly be, comfortable in the game when you know that you can hire someone you you know what they're doing too you know you can be comfortable about your decisions of building your team and um you know it'll make everything a lot smoother so study study business love the music and respect 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 the people that's that's in here Respect the people yeah. that you're working with and that you're working around. Um, I hate to see a, a lot of cats go and apply this street mentality to it or carry that street mentality um, and try to try to build a rap career based off that momentum and don't understand that, you know, it's been attempted so many times and that, you know, it's not worth seeing another brother come up trying to be Tupac again. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. definitely just be original, be original as you can be study that business and love the music and respect, respect everybody in it. And, and you know, you, you'll be successful. That's what I, that's the advice I give to these artists out here. That's what's well, Yeah. Is there any new Chicago artists out there that you'd like to work with? I mean, man, um, it's a lot of them. I, I plan on working with everybody, but I I I, I be seeing everybody. I, I like uh, Dreezy. I like uh, Tink a lot. That's with uh, Timberland. But I, I jam with I jam with everybody, man. Dirt, uh, Mellow the Gutter Man, uh, my girl Sweet Juices. You know, um, yeah, man. It, it's a, it's a lot of cats out there, man. I, and and. And um, it's too. It, this show ain't even long enough for me to start naming niggas. But I, I see everybody. <laughs> I see everybody, and um, I'm a big supporter of underground music. So I buy shit and I listen to shit. So people always getting at me online saying, "Listen to this, check this out, check this out." I be listening to it. And uh, Chicago is real heavy on the talent side, man. Singing, rapping, everything. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a zillion people out there, man. A zillion people. Well, with that being said, would you sign any of these artists to the Padded Room Recording Company? 
Yeah, absolutely. If it, if it's right, I would. You know, I'm um, I consider myself just still in a a beta phase. Um, I've been real careful about what I'm doing with the padded room. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm the artist right now on the label. But everybody that you see me apply uh, under this banner is uh, definitely somebody who I I respect them and I love their music first and foremost. And uh, I look yeah. forward to to sign in and uh, help and curate a lot of talent from right here in the city. Definitely, definitely. All right. Now, what inspires you? Oh, man, um, just life in general. Life inspires me. And, um, you know, my, my children, um, you know, it's, it's in a, a combination of just the love that I get from the music, the, the the response I get from people, that inspires me to keep going, you know. And um, other great artists, other great artists inspire me all the time. Like I said, my uh, my crew, the Drama War, um, Triple Darkness, really, and um, you know my my main crew, Nuisance, Side, Shake Bag, Hair Rush, you know, Trick Mac Direct, these my my, my drama war family. They they really inspire me and um the fans, the fans, man. All those YouTube comments I get of people saying, Man, Joe, that was the raw shit I ever heard in my life, you know. <laughs> that's yeah, it. that's yeah. what inspired me. That's what keep me going, you know. That's what keep me going. And I've always had this dream. I've always wanted to be um, you know, an entertainer. I've always wanted to be, uh, you know, known in the music game. So, you know, everything that comes with it is, um, I've been through the worst. I, I felt the lowest and, um, you know, I, I found through years and years of up and downs that it's the people that's always kept me afloat, always kept me wanting to keep going. So definitely I give the number one spot of inspiration to my fans, to the fans. Oh, definitely. Man. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm a fan. And when I moved to Chicago, I moved in there in November 93. And I wanted to get as much Chicago music as I could get. And before I had even heard of it, I had bought the Snipers. And then I went to um, a record store on 87th and Stoney. I said, what do you got from Chicago? You know, what, what's good from Chicago? And he goes, man, you got to get this magic, psycho drama. I said, okay. <laughs> I, I, I bought it before I even heard it. And, then I, and when I, uh, man, I was hypnotized. <laughs> that song was bad as hell. That was the baddest yeah. song I've heard. And then, you know, at the time we had 9.50 a.m. radio station. Yeah. And then eventually yeah. they opened up uh, 106.3, 106 yeah. Jam. And DJ Pink House was playing all yeah. the Chicago Underground. If there was anything I've missed, J.D. Walker, uh, whatever, whoever's out there, you yeah. can listen to Pink House, and he would get it. So um, tell us about DJ Pink House, may he rest in peace, how he yeah. helped the underground Chicago artists. Yeah, man. I mean, Pink House, uh, you know, rest in peace. That was, that was our dude, man. He was just one of those cats that, um, you know, he was playing shit off of tapes that we was playing in the car. Like, go get the tape, nigga. We've had to play that shit on the radio right now type of dude. And, um, you know, just him having that type of attitude, he was just a real down-to-earth person that uh, genuinely cared about the artists, about the city, about the scene itself, you know. Um, I think he had a vision. Um, that even none of us could see yet, um, being that he was an OG and he was in that platform. He saw 
our potential uh, long before we did. But, yeah, man, he was that dude, the dude that be like, what you listening to in your headphones right now? <laughs> Give me that. I've had to play this shit over the airwaves type of shit, you know. But he was just one of those dudes, man. He really took all of us and, um, you know, helped help bring us to the forefront by putting us on the radio and um, supporting us. He would come out to our uh, events, and, and we would do the same. But that was definitely um, – a great a great plus for the city of Chicago and I think that if he hadn't been there it would be completely different because he started a wave that other DJs started picking up on those same personality traits and started being good people too and just doing it from the heart no payola no do this for me he, he just really wanted to see people win and um so he kicked it off and uh a lot of them brothers still carry that torch to this day up in chicago so shout out to all the djs up in chicago v dub ferris phantom all them boys up there shondell frankie robinson all my people man t for everybody yeah, and just just uh, for the Graffiti Talk Radio audience to know, DJ Ferris, he's the one that hosted Ghetto Boy Radio with Scarface, okay. Willie D, and Bushwick Bill. Yes, yep. sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Word, yes, word. Yeah. Now, I, I understand, Buck, that you were a talented football player in high school. Was it ever your dream to go to the NFL? Well, it was actually basketball. I actually was. Oh, basketball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was actually a hooper. I mean, yeah, I definitely wanted to go to the NBA, man. My son was a good, a great football player, you know, so it wasn't that much of a typo, you know what I'm saying? But me, yeah, I, I, I was a hooper, man. And um, the summer I graduated from high school, Magic came out. So, you know, where my whole mind went, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Was, I was actually on my way to Alabama, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to play ball. I think I grew up playing ball all all my life, and um, I definitely wanted to go to the NBA just like every other little kid, but God had different plans. Like I say, I graduated in June, and Magic came out, like, in September. You know what I'm saying? And it was like I just followed that path right there. But I still, I still, I, I, I still hurt niggas' ankles to this day on the court. <laughs> I will get a motherfucker heart rate up if they need me to out there on the court. When you guys write your music, Cycle Drummer, do you guys write your music together or separately? You know what? Sometimes um, it just depends. You know, we, we, we like a, a well-oiled machine, so we, we could be anywhere, especially with the, um, the internet email, you know, we, we, sometimes I'm, uh, all of us are away and we're, we're just landing wherever we are and, uh, sending it to our engineer or sending it to, you know, each other and we mix it down and put it all together. But, um, I would say the majority of our music, we all write that together, writing it together, recording it, um, and, and uh, putting the finishing touches on it. That's like our trademark for us to do each other's backgrounds and all of the fill-ins of a song. That was something we've been doing since day one. So we started off 
like literally laying our verses while each other is in the booth with us. You know what I mean? Like we we damn near like the five heartbeats when we get the recording, but it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter in any way you put us, we we gonna make it happen. Whether we sending it through the email separately or we all in in one room getting it in together, we we get it in. That's good because I noticed a lot of the songs you guys like bounce off of each other, like been done some shit, man. That was that was awesome the way you guys yeah. uh, choreographed that, you know. Oh man, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That that's that's one of our favorites right there too. That that's one of those uh, those showboating songs right there, and that's like a line for a line. So you know, back to back. That's that's a lot of wordplay right there. If you ever get the chance to see us do that live, that's like one of our trademark. Uh, songs we had a few songs we used to bust acapella in the hood and, and uh, that one right there definitely used to shut it down every time definitely that's dope dope mm-hmm. now I see that nuisance is very politically active what things have you and Cycle Drummer done to give back to the community well you know I mean um, yeah nuisance is like the the female Tupac man she's definitely uh, a civil rights leader. Uh, so to speak, um, you know, she she is working closely with the, the Chicago Youth Centers. Like, we grew up in the Chicago Youth Centers um, at ABC and BBR right there on the west side of Chicago. Um, so we just try to offer our guidance and uh, counseling uh, to all the youth and, and uh, try to just keep everybody on the right path. Um, uh, Nuisance, she, she actually uh, mentors youth. Um, at BBR Youth Center, she started a um, the Loud Grade Foundation. It's um no the Loud Grade um, Produce Squad, and they they're doing fresh fruits and vegetables, and they have the uh, chicken coop, a full urban farming uh, operation that's going on right there in Holy City on the west side of Chicago. So we all definitely keep our hands in everything, and and. Uh, stay a, a big part of the community but as far as the future goes we we hope to have a chance to uh invest in our own uh youth centers just like the ones that were big when we were growing up i know it's not a lot of hoopla or funding around the chicago youth centers these days but when we were growing up they were definitely paramount in um and thwarting us from being out there on the block or doing a little too much. It was just a, a really important support system for us that helped us stay on the, the straight and narrow path. So we hope to do the same thing in the future uh, for the kids out here in Chicago, man, to give them something else to to look look towards when, they, when they're out of school and when they're just out there on the block. All right. Well, you know what? I want to say I'm proud of you, Buck, and I'm proud of your music, man. I was just listening to to God Save the Child, and that was something different. You know, I wasn't expecting that. But you know what? We're all growing, you know what I'm saying, and and different things. So, uh, Bumber Afresh, you guys got anything you want to ask, Buck? I was just wondering, um, did you guys ever, like, uh, make any songs with Buffy J? Oh no, not yet, man. Not yet. He actually is on on his way home. Uh, he about yeah, to yeah. get out, and uh, okay, yeah, yeah. we don't. We're gonna do something. We all we we got the same people, so that was actually something that was that was bubbling up before he went in. But uh, yeah, now that, now that he on his back on the land, we we we'll definitely get something together and uh, do one of them. 
bump and uh, psycho drama joints. You, you could definitely be on the lookout for that. That's fam. Dope, dope. Yeah. That's dope. All right. What about yeah. you, Fresh? Yeah. Um, you know, back then, you know, seeing that, you know, you had the whole uh, drama war coalition, you know, it, it put me in mind of the uh, – the uh the screwed up click and uh yeah. the South Park Coalition and the reason I'm saying that like uh on any of y'all music did y'all ever do any uh any posse songs like how the ghetto boys did with Bring It On? Like all y'all just got on the song and went back to back? Yeah, 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 man. We we got a uh we got a few of them. And uh, you know, we big fans of those posse cuts too. But yeah, if you dig through a few of the catalog, man, uh, one in particular that sticks out is a song called a "Shot in the Dark," and it's um, you know psychodrama and triple darkness. Um, but yeah, we we notorious for the crew song. Um, if you check Nuisance album, yeah, yeah, uh, man, we got so many. Yeah, uh, direct album. Uh, we got a song called uh, Two Crazies." It's uh, Psychodrama, Do or Die, Crucial Conflict, Snipers, Triple Darkness. Um, yeah, man, we, we we stay on some crew shit out west. That's our thing. Out uh, there, here, here you can have this. Yeah, yeah, here you can have this. Because yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know what? To, you know, yeah. looking back on it now, it would have been real cool if been able to put one on Do or Die. Picture this when they debuted with that first album. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, man. I think I probably yeah. was push pushing for that idea to happen back then too. We uh, we definitely big fans of it. Um, but yeah, I, I see a few more of them coming. I see a few more of them coming. I'm actually working on a compilation called the Conniption Collection, and um, it's it's kind of centered around that. A lot of posse cuts, a lot of a lot of guys teaming up on joints that you never thought knew each other or never expected here together. Um and that's something that I'm doing for, for uh padded rooms uh next next few releases coming up early next year, uh the conniption collection. So you're gonna see us all jamming together, man. I think it'd be kind of a out of sight, out of mind thing. People got a lot of different agendas and, and schedules, but we, we, we definitely coming back around to getting back down to doing doing more music together. That's so, great. That's great. Now, is there anything else you wanted to uh, give give the people uh, a word of before we uh, part ways, Buck? Well, I I just want to say, you know, be on the lookout for the new Psychodrama album. Um, Be on the lookout for my new solo album, Further Size album, Nuisance album, uh, new Triple Darkness, just new Drama Award, the Conniption Collection. We had a documentary coming out called The World May Never Know, and um, we're we getting out on the road, too. So just check in with us at psychodramasheer.com, buckofpsychodrama.com, and just look for us online, man. We on there acting our ass every day on Facebook and Instagram, on the chat and all that. So just check us out. And um, I just want to say all the artists out there, just keep your head up, believe in yourself, and um, just just uh, stay true to it. Just be original, man. Don't let don't let somebody else's opinion of you become your reality. Just do you, just how you know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'll leave right. it like that. That's All right. What's up. Some websites again. It's uh, www. dot com, and that's b u k o f 
P-S-Y-C-H-O-D-R-A-M-A. And then you got psychodramaishere.com. Psychodrama is here. Okay. That's what's up. Yep. All right. Just check for us online, man. Buck of Psychodrama on Facebook, Instagram, Buck Psychodrama on Twitter, and uh, Nuisance Inside, the same thing. So just be on the lookout for us, Joe. We we back, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being with us today, Buck, man. And uh, we hope to stay in touch. If you ever have anything you want to say, man, I'm just letting you know you got a platform. You give me a call, man. We'll put it up, you know, and uh, we'll do a little album release podcast when you when you release your album so um we're glad to have you and thanks a lot for uh listening to graffiti talk radio yes sir absolutely and i'll leave y'all with this one right here ladies and gentlemen graffiti talk radio you bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.